Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am excited to be back in action with you. I've taken about a month off. Um, This is our first recording of 2023. We're about mid-January, and I can't believe we haven't had an episode with you yet. I've done a lot of traveling, went and visited a number of our properties throughout the holidays. I've been at a lot of different conferences and hosting some different uh, events for our members. And so we've been out of the studio. So we are going to dive in first episode, and we're going to talk about the U.S. market report for 2023, kind of what we can look at, the outlook, some of the things that I'm seeing as far as indications in the economy with the short-term rental market, and then putting it all together of really what that means for us, kind of moving forward. There's some there's some good things, there's some bad things, there's some kind of everything in between, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So we're going to dive in today. Those of you that are watching this on YouTube, you're going to see me looking down a little bit because I'm going to look down at my notes a lot of this data that I'm getting is from a market report that AirDNA put out about all the U.S. markets. And so I want to make sure that I get some of the numbers right. So you're going to see me kind of looking around and uh, paying attention to that a little bit. And so what's really exciting is that the data is showing us that the vacation rental industry has more cause to stay optimistic despite some of the economic challenges that are going on right now. So, but there is some warning signs and we don't want to ignore those warning signs. So some of those things I want to talk to you a little bit about. First off, we're seeing that the demand in 2023 is steady, continuing to go up, and it, but it is slowing down due to some of the different factors in the economy right now. But short-term rentals have been on a skyrocket as far as demand just continuing to increase from 19 on. Like we short-term rentals, COVID hit, and it just accelerated the demand in short-term rentals. We're starting to see that slow down a little bit. 2020 was the really only dip we saw in demand in short-term rentals. From then on, we've had 20% increases year over year in demand. We're anticipating, and some of the the smart economists out there that put these numbers together, they're anticipating about a 6 to 7% growth in demand, which is still pretty dang significant. And so that what that means is, that the demand for short-term rentals continues to go up despite some of the challenges in the economy. And that's really, really good news. What's interesting is a lot of people focus on a couple of other things. And the realities are occupancy is starting to drop back down to pre-COVID levels. And this is normal. The Since COVID, occupancy in short-term rentals has been very, very high. You hear people talking about 80, 90% occupancy. Overall, across the board, about a 50 to 60% occupancy has been about normal. And you're going to start to see that drop back down a little bit, probably closer to that 50 to 55% across the board for occupancy. And that is a normal level. The the COVID timeframe of, of crazy high occupancy levels that was never going to last long term. It wasn't sustainable. It's not what short-term rentals in the hospitality game operate on as far as occupancy. The other interesting thing is we're seeing that the average daily rates are continuing to go, the revenue per available listing. So the average daily rate and the revenue per available listing are two different metrics. Average daily rate is a number across the board of what people are charging per night. That is continuing to go up. We are seeing that go up. That did not spike like occupancy levels did in 2021 and 2022, but it's been steadily going up. That's a good sign for our industry. There's more demand. People are starting to pay a little bit more per night, which is great. Now, revenue per available listing or REV PAR that you might hear some people talk about, that is actually going down. 
So why would Revpar go down when our demand and our occupancy is going up? Well, that's because supply has been going up across the board. If you're in this game, you realize that this has become a very mainstream asset class. Everybody knows about short-term rentals now. They're not a secret like they were in 14, 15, 16, 17, when that was really that kind of that growth phase and you know, when you were in that infancy stages of a market. Everybody knows about short-term rentals now, which means there's a lot of investors like us who've gone and bought properties. There's also people who are riding a wave who got into this game because of the revenue potential and taking advantage of the fact that if you owned a short-term rental from 2020 on, it's been like having toilet paper during COVID. Everybody that had one was making money. That is going to change. It's going to become more of a normal market. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as far as opportunities and how you can stand out and take advantage of the demand that's out there. But when the pie is really big and there's a whole bunch of more people in the game, you even though the pie's bigger, your slice of the pie gets smaller. And so that's what RevPAR is, the revenue per available listing. So sometimes you hear media talking about occupancy levels or RevPAR, but those are just two metrics when we're looking at an overall market. We don't hear about the, the overall increase in demand, the overall increase in uh, um, the revenue per average daily rates and the revenue that you make per night going up. And because those are two really good things to see in this game. So overall, there's some warning signs. And overall, there are some realities that we have to pay attention to. But the but overall, short-term rentals still continue to, to go up and grow and continue to be a really good opportunity and becoming more of a mainstream asset, asset class. Now, supply going up so much, we've got current interest rates that are going up as well. And that's going to significantly sh uh, slow the short-term rental supply because it costs more to own a home. And so one of the a very interesting statistic is that the short-term revenue premium has hit a four-year low as interest rates continue to ride. What that means, the short-term revenue premium means the difference between the average revenue on a property versus the average cost to own that property, your mortgage payment. There's been a pretty big gap there. That's where I say everybody that's owned one of these things the last few years has been making money, right? It's like having toilet paper during COVID because that revenue premium has been pretty wide. That gap has been really wide. As interest rates go up, revenue is continuing to go up, but rates are going up faster than revenue. And so that premium, the difference between what you make and on average, right, we're, we're talking about average numbers. Now, I'm going to go back to why this is important right now, why I highlight that is on average, the revenue these properties make on average versus the cost to hold these properties in most markets, that revenue premium has, has gotten a lot smaller. And so because of that, you're going to see less people really jumping in and attracted to this game and saying, okay, well, now this is now this isn't uh, you know I'm not riding the wave anymore. The wave is starting to go out. So now you can't ride that wave, which will take the serious investors, people who are taking this serious as a business. They still can see the opportunities, but those people that are just riding the wave, the wave's starting to go out, and that revenue premium is starting to shrink because rates are going up. So that's a reality we have to be able to be aware of. And then. But what we are seeing is short-term rentals continue to be the shining star of the travel industry. It's no no um, surprise to most people that short-term rentals, the travel industry, going you know from when we had the big dip in 2020 when COVID hit, short-term rentals have been really the uh, the top of that demand curve. So what that means is they've recovered faster. They're staying more mainstream. It's a preferred travel choice. They continue to do so. The gap between the hotel stays and short-term rentals continues to widen, which is why you hear a lot of the hotel chains really getting serious about getting into um, the short-term rental game. And so because 
travel industry is booming. It's showing no signs of weakness. All of the all the indicators are that it continues to go up despite some of the the things going on in the in the in the overall economy. Hospitality is poised to be among the industries least affected by the coming recession, according to a lot of the smart people out there. Um, this the the stats that we're getting from AirDNA came from Oxford Analytics, and they're showing even they did a, a three case scenario, kind of a a best case, a medium case, and a worst case scenario in this industry um, with the coming recession that they're predicting to say, how do we think it's gonna fare? Even on the worst case scenario, we're still well above 2019 numbers. So that's a really good sign. So finally, what does that all that mean? You know, demand is expected to hit new record highs. We continue to hit record highs with demand, even though demand is not gonna have a 20% year over year increase like we've seen the last couple of years a five or 6% increase over the, the overall demand that's been built over the last few years is a huge increase in demand. And we're gonna to start to see supply slowing a little bit. So that's going to give more opportunity for those of us in this game because you're not gonna have as much competition continuing to jump into this game. So, you know, there's really, I'm not gonna hit on, I wanna to talk to you about really three areas. And you guys have heard me talk about this before, but there's really, in order to crush it in this business, you guys always hear me say, there's really three things you have to do. You have to buy the right property in the right location. You've gotta get the property set up and managed to deliver a unique experience. And three, you've gotta market it correctly to stand out in these very crowded marketplaces. That's what you have to do. The problem is, you have to have an unfair advantage in all three of these areas to succeed at this point. And that's what's really important. And what I mean, there's a lot of different unfair advantages that you can get, but the things that worked in the past are not always going to work in the future, right? And so you have to understand what's going on in the acquisition phase. The problem that a lot of people are going to start facing is they're relying on third parties to select and underwrite their deals. They call management companies or realtors and everybody else. I'm not going to dive into all of this in detail, but that's an issue. If you're if in the past, it kind of worked because everything was working in this game. Right now, you really have to understand the numbers. You know, that revenue premium we talk about when it shrink, when it's shrinking like it has, you need to understand the numbers because there may be some markets that you've been looking at that don't work as well as they did in the past. There are markets that you might not have thought about that work really, really well right now. And so you need to really understand the numbers. And if you're talking to a realtor or a management partner or a third party that has an ulterior motive to get you to buy that property in that market, because they get paid on that, they might not be giving you the best advice even or and or they might be giving you great advice as least the advice that they know. The, my philosophy on underwriting deals is I'm the one writing the check, I'm gonna understand the numbers and I'm gonna be the one deciding that. So in the acquisition, it's going to be a big problem for those people that rely on third parties, like even software tools. There's a lot of software tools. You can plug in, you can plug in uh, addresses in markets and it spits you out a number. Well, in this game, there's a big revenue range in this game. And one number is not what, you know, the, the, a software tool cannot figure out your unique experience and all those different things that make a big difference on the amount of revenue you make. And so don't rely so much on those third parties to tell you your numbers. You gotta pull data from a lot of different ways and a lot of different sources in that management phase and you need to set up that property to deliver that unique experience the problem is a lot of people are setting up these model homes most of these markets are very mature at this stage and there's really nice homes in almost every area and they're set up like model homes the problem is there's a whole bunch of model homes out there selling the home and they're forgetting about the experience they're forgetting about how to articulate the unique experience that they have to offer and everybody gets lost in the crowd. And so they don't they don't know how to set that up other than selling a home. You're not selling a home in this game. 
you're selling an experience. So you have to be able to articulate that, set that up. The home definitely needs to look like a model home, but that's it needs more than that. Your, your guests should not go into your listing and just see a model home because everybody's got them. Now, I mean, everybody's got really nice, beautiful homes in most areas, and there's ways to stand out because nobody else is doing it. The next thing is you really have to market your home effectively to stand out in these crowded marketplaces. The markets are really, really saturated. That's a problem where people think, okay, this, this is a problem. I get really excited about saturated markets. Saturated markets means there's a lot of demand. Markets don't get saturated with supply unless there's a whole bunch of demand. It's really a lot easier to stand out with a lot of supply than go, than go create that demand. The demand is there. Now it's our job to figure out how to not get lost in the crowd, lost in that saturation, so that you get your unfair share of business. So what does this mean? This I want you to think about the short-term rental market as a cycle in an overall market. Markets go through cycles and there's this big explosive growth phase and then you, these markets start to mature. And it doesn't matter whether it's a, whether it's a market for anything, any any market you can imagine selling anything. When a market matures, the companies that succeed in mature markets, like a lot of people succeed during that really explosive growth phase. We've seen real explosive growth. Those days are, are probably getting further behind us at this stage. We're starting to see this, the demand continue to increase, but the the overall market now is mature. What that means is you, the 80-20 rule is going to start to apply. So if you're in this game where we look at the averages and even average properties were making money, well, any other market, whether you're selling suitcases, whether you're selling watches, whatever it is, the top, if you're a realtor, right? Realtors, I, I kind of, we're, we're talking to, you know, some of your realtors in this, in this um, listening to this because you're in the real estate game, you're interested in short-term rentals. As a realtor, most realtors in most markets, about 5% of the realtors account for about 90% of the income generated in that market. So on average, everybody kind of has their license and they do their thing. Well, the most of the money is made at the very top of the market. That's no different in what we're gonna start to see in the short-term rental game. If you don't figure out how to operate in that top 20% of the market that makes 80% of the money, that's how you get your unfair share. Now your unfair share happens and you get to that top 20% by doing a whole bunch of little things. I was talking to our membership group about this today. It's not one big thing that you do. It's a whole, you're stacking a whole bunch of little things that you're doing better than everybody else. And by stacking all those little things, all of a sudden you rise to the top of the market and you understand that now all of a sudden you're, you're part of that 20% making 80% of the revenue that's being spent in the market. That's how you get your unfair share of business and unfair share of dollars in your pocket. Your fair share in any mature market is not going to be enough to pay the bills. It's not worth it to play in the game. Now, now, what's really fun is when you start to get to that top five or 10% because the ratio gets a, a lot better and more favorable to those playing at the top. So overall, market's looking really good. There's you know the, the short-term rental market, despite some of the things going on in the overall economy, looks really, really strong. There's some things that we have to pay attention to. If you're going to be in this game, understand it is becoming a more mature market. But that being said, there's people that are making really, really good money at the top of these markets. And what's really, in, uh, you know, and I, I, I don't know if fun's the right word. It's fun when you're at the top of the market. What's really interesting right now is a lot of people are just sitting there thinking that what they did in the past is going to continue to make them money moving forward in the future. And that's not going to be the case. And there will be a lot of people that lag behind. So my point of telling you that is it's kind of lonely at the top. And it's in its 
if by taking the right steps, you can rise to the top very quickly in most markets. So guys, I'm happy to be back with you. That's all I've got for you today. We're gonna wrap it up. So those of you that are not subscribed to our YouTube channel or our podcast, please go subscribe. Leave us a review. If you've got five seconds, give us a thumbs up. If you've got 30 seconds, leave us an actual review. Those things really do help us grow and share this podcast and, and continue to get this message out. As always, you are the best part of the show. I appreciate you spending your time with me when we go and, and listening and joining us and, and sharing this because I know how valuable your time is. Spending it with me means a lot. We take it serious. And for those of you that have not been with me before and those of you that have, you know I always leave you with one challenge. And that challenge today is go pick one thing you can do today to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit modesty.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.